The preseason is finally over for the Blue Jackets, and they still have a lot of difficult line de- lineup decisions to make. We are going to be talking about that and more on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, I am one half of the show, Jay Foster. Uh, with me is my co-host Hayden Heilshorn. And uh, it feels like it's been a million years since we've recorded an episode together because uh, Hayden's been at work and I have been traveling. So uh, it'll be good to reconnect, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like from preseason uh, before we do all of that i just want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day we are continuing to be free and available on all podcast platforms on youtube and on sirius xm and i also have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by sleeper download the sleeper app use promo code locked on nhl or one word to get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details so i guess let's start off with the big question the Blue Jackets have a lot of decisions that need to be made now. Is there anyone that you think is maybe on the bubble that you are surprised was not put on waivers? Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't really say that there's been too many surprises. It seems like a lot of the guys that have been in the lineup over the years are getting a uh, priority, maybe call that seniority. I honestly think a lot of those players were the players that looked better in camp anyways and throughout the preseason. Um, some of the players that everybody was excited about, like Det Matejchuk, um, um, sorry, Dmitry Voronkov, like those guys had good preseasons, but I just think they looked a little bit slower at times. But honestly, what did you think of the last few games and 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 kind of how it all played up played out? Because I think the the dress rehearsal that we saw Saturday night against the Capitals was really, yes, this probably should be the Blue Jackets roster going in, minus maybe getting David Yurchek in there. Like to see some more of him. He wasn't in that mix, but um, I really like I really like the way that this team is is heading. I liked the lines that they rolled out Saturday night, and uh, I'm kind of cool with that. Just being the opening night roster, to be honest, it was a great game against the Capitals. Capitals had all of their NHL guys out. It truly was a dress rehearsal for both teams, and both teams wanted to win the game. And I thought the, the Blue Jackets winning the game was a great sign for them. So, no, I'm not in a position to question this team at all. I think Pascal Vincent, dealing with what he's had to deal with, has done a great job making the decisions he's made. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's been a really interesting preseason. I feel like a lot of the guys that we were looking at that needed to have big preseasons were only okay. And then, you know, you look at guys like, um, I was kind of surprised that Liam Foody wasn't put on waivers. Um, Justin Danforth, I thought, was also a candidate to get put on waivers. And he appears to be sticking around. But I liked that fourth line with him, Corrali, and uh, Eric Robinson. I thought that was um, a very solid fourth line 
Um, I'm just pulling up the, the stats for that game now because I don't know if I'm talking out of my butt or not. But there's definitely some moves that have to be made, obviously. The Blue Jackets have, uh, I just looked this up, they have 18 forwards currently. Um, and the ones that are waivers eligible are all guys that I would like to see stick it out. Um, so Sillinger is waivers is uh, waivers exempt. Dmitry Frankov, uh, Jordan Tobey is going to go back to juniors. That's fine. Um, he hasn't been as much of a difference maker that I think a lot of people thought that he would be. After he had a very strong start, and I think a good Travis City, but I think a lot of people were expecting him to really kind of pop off in the preseason, and he didn't. Uh, Igor Chinikov is injured at the minute, so I assume he's going to go on IR, and that'll free up a uh, a spot. But you know they've got to they've got to cut at least four forwards, maybe five forwards, because at the minute they're rolling um, 14 forwards, seven defensemen, three goalies. They're over the contract limit size, uh, or the roster size, excuse me, by one. So at least one person has to go. I would assume that it'll probably be Daniil Tarasov on IR, but it's the defense that I kind of want to talk about more than the forwards, because I think there's still a lot of moving parts for the forwards. So it's tough to really look at that, but I do agree uh, with what you said, if this is the lineup that they roll into opening night, I am fully okay with that. I thought it was a good lineup. I thought the bottom six was uh, was good. The only uh, the thing I would change, um, although I did really like that Johnson, Fantilli, Sillinger line. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, I personally would flip Sillinger and Texier, and then flip those two lines. So I would have Jenner as the th- as the three C and Fantilli as the two C. But as as far as the lineup goes. I was I was pretty happy with it. I thought it was a good um, a good roster. I thought they acquitted themselves well. They did not get a like it wasn't as dominant as it had been for other uh, games. I think the Capitals kind of run ran around them a little bit, but everyone that needed to have a good game had a good game. So I am uh, more than okay with uh, with that. I thought. Um, I know I'm looking at the wrong game. Hang on. I was going to say, I thought David Juracek played in that game. Um, and now Saturday I'm night? Yeah, now I, I'm questioning myself. I don't think so. I don't think I remember seeing him because I remember thinking like, oh, uh, gosh. Oh, no, he did, but he only he did? Okay. minutes. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he was um, probably the, yeah, the seventh yeah, defenseman yeah, there. Um, in terms of the defenseman, though, uh, how do you feel about that being your your sixth defenseman? So it was Warensky, Juracek. Stevenson, Provorov, Gabranson, and Jake Bean. So that would mean that both Andrew Peak, uh, Adam Boquist, and Nick Blankenberg are all on the outside looking in. Blankenberg, I think, is going to go down to Cleveland at this point. Um, I think that's probably better for him. So now we have Peak and Boquist that are kind of the odd men out. How do you feel about that as a as a um, six man group? I feel great about it simply because it's a. Com- well, I, I also say I, I feel good about it i don't feel great there there are there's at least one guy in that mix that i'm like i don't want yeah, him to be playing for the team point, anymore that's who is gonna be the third uh right d and i feel like we could spend so many episodes griping about it we have we and have he was fine um he broke even on possession numbers in this game. He did miss most of the third period, uh, but apparently he's going to be fine. So maybe there'll be a, a change up there. But if we take Eric Branson out of the mix, because he's obviously not going anywhere, how do you feel about um, Juracek and Bean getting those two free spots? 
I, I'm cool with it. Obviously, Yurichek is a guy this whole offseason we've talked about. He's ready to play in the NHL. He passed all the tests that he was faced in the AHL. Just look at the numbers. He was dominant at that level. So I think that's ready to translate. I actually don't think he had that good of a preseason, to be honest. But no. I th- I don't think he did. Yeah, I think if you look at what he did, uh, he looked kind of just – just rusty, to be honest, and uh, a lot of players did. I mean, how many times watching these eight preseason games did we see players on both sides like whiff on passes? Like I was like, this, like I I was like, I know this is preseason, but these players still remember how to play hockey, right? Like it was crazy. Uh, He, I think he was just a victim to that. He'll he'll be fine this year. So yeah, I'm I'm all for him being in that spot. Uh, Jake Bean, I feel like. I, I'm a little surprised that the that Pascal Vincent uh, is just throwing him in there because he always only played two preseason games, I believe, two or three, and uh, he was hurt for a huge chunk of last year. So I would have thought that either Boquist or or yeah, Peak would be getting those honors, but uh, he must feel good about Jake Bean on that left side, and that's cool with me because he's a, he's a good player. I just think. I think he need he needs a little bit more runway to get ready for this year. Whereas I felt like Boquest and Peak were probably ready right away. Ian Blankenberg too. He looked fantastic this preseason, but he's just going to continually get bumped down. I think probably because his size, which is so unfortunate, because he's an energizer bunny. But we will see. We will see Nick Blankenberg at some point this mm-hmm. year, and in fact, we'll probably see Boquest or Peak at some point this year. So. It's not like it's uh it's over for them for this season, but yeah, I guess I was a little surprised at that third line shaking out the way it is. But I think, um, listen, I think Jake Bean has a lot of offensive upside, so maybe that could work well with Goodbranson because uh, Goodbranson should just be focused on his defense mm-hmm. because his defense is where he's kind of slow at. I think, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, let's take a quick break and then when we get back. Uh, I want to talk about some potential trade pieces because the Blue Jackets, like I said, they've got some decisions to make. So uh, we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Before we do that, though, uh, I want to tell you all about a brand new sponsor for Locked on NHL. Uh, The NHL season is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again? We don't know. I love the NHL. I know you do as well. Uh, That's why I want to tell you guys about Sleeper. It's my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is star players like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, and Johnny Gaudreau. Simply select more or less based on their stats, such as uh, goals, assists, points, saves, and more. Uh, And you can win 100 times your money. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win big. Use promo code Locked On NHL. You're going to get a $100 match on your first deposit, or up to $100, excuse me, on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, there's a couple of guys that I want to talk about in this segment. Um, and the first guy is Jack Roslovic, who is kind of the, the odd man out. Um, Pascal Vincent has basically said that the, the four centers that he's running with to open the season are line, a Jenna Fantilli and Corrali. 
do they move Jack Rostovic to the wing? Do they try and... I feel like they could get more in a trade for Jack Rostovic than than some of the other players. But, like, what, what do they do with him? Because I don't know that he's one of the top 12 guys on this team anymore. So he's making $4 million. There has to be a team out there that needs, like, a middle six winger or a bottom six center. Because I feel like that's probably what Jack Rostovic's ceiling is right now. in that Saturday night lineup definitely tells me that because I think he has the talent to be in the set in the opening night roster. I think he's a good player. I think he's even very effective on the wing. I don't think he's as good of a center as he is on the wing, but you're absolutely right. He could be used somewhere for some team that's needing depth. Uh, I think he's a hundred percent going to get traded. It's just a matter of when, (laughs) because uh, we need to get into the season. Teams need to – they're going to – every across the whole league, there's going to be injuries, right? And so right. teams are going to reevaluate what they have, and they're going to be calling Yarmo because if – I assume every NHL GM has Yarmo like number one on speed dial at this point because we all know Blue Jackets organization is a rotating door. They constantly got dudes ready to play for a new team. So, yeah, I think Roslovic it, – it's a little sad to see what's happened to him because, you know, he's a Columbus native and everything, but you got to use your assets the way you use any other player. So, um, yeah, I think it, I'll be I'll be interested, intrigued to say the least on what they'll get back for him. I imagine it'll probably be something like a fourth or fifth round pick. Nothing too crazy. Um, don't expect to get anything more higher than that back. If they do get like a third or second round pick, I will be floored. That's for sure. But uh, again, I think he is the next guy to be moved. And then maybe, hey, maybe even package him up in, with a deal like with Boquist too. send them both away because Boquist also is a young, young player that has a, a long career ahead of him. And he's shown that he can be a very effective offensive defenseman. And he has been now for quite some time. Uh, he, he has a little bit of uh, some flaws defensively and he does make some questionable passes here and there, but um, I think he'll be, he'll be a good asset for whoever, whoever tries to go get him. Yeah. That's the player I want to talk about next, actually. And I love the idea of kind of packaging them together and maybe like, maybe you send both of them and get like a second round pick and a B tier prospect, you know? Um, I think the Sharks are definitely a team that could use a defenseman in the center. I think Boston could be an option. I know um, Ian McLaren, host of Locked on Bruins, has kind of talked about coveting Ada Boquist, and God knows they need centers since they've lost Bergeron and Krejci this offseason. Um, so, you know, there are there are definitely options. Um, those are the two guys that I have kind of pegged as trade pieces. Um, again, both kind of the odd man uh, out here. Neither of them played in the dress rehearsal um, against the Capitals on Saturday. They were both in the lineup on Saturday, I believe. Oh, excuse me, not Saturday. When did I? <laughs> when was I on a plane? Uh, Thursday, the Thursday game against the Capitals. I believe they were in the lineup there, but horrific. Kind of this game, by the way, side. that game was so bad to watch. I felt <laughs> you could tell that that game was like a hey, this is kind of your last chance to show us what you got kind of your final argument for a lot of those players. And you can tell it was just a bunch of individual efforts, which is why the blue jackets ended up losing that game. But yeah, I think, I think for 
them, Roslovic, and Boquest being on that roster just shows that one that Yarmo uh, doesn't have a or that Pascal Vincent doesn't have a plan to have them in the opening night roster and that too that they are trade pieces because they both have logged tons of NHL games they're both very capable players and it would be a shame for them to to miss games in, in a league that they 100% can play in and be effective in um, so yeah I think I think that yeah that was the Thursday night game which I'm so glad the Blue Jackets got revenge on the Capitals by the way because the Capitals you could tell they took these preseason games very seriously. Uh, to say the least, at least TJ. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> um, I want to talk about one more player. Um, and this is not a, a trade piece, but has Cole Sillinger done enough to earn his NHL spot back? Has he done enough? He's right on the line. He's right on the line of doing enough because – one, I think he's had – I don't know if it's the new number. It's not the new number. The new number does look really nice on the ice, uh, switching from 34 to 4, basically just dropping to 3. But he's also just been – a he's been very quick this preseason. He's been in the right areas at the right times, notched a couple goals. Um, so, yeah, I think he's I think he's absolutely earned a spot. I, I'm questioning whether he'd be good on the wing uh, just because I feel like he's always been – a pretty good like fourth line center option for the blue jackets. But obviously, as you mentioned earlier, line a moving to center has caused some complications there, which is a good thing, but yeah, I'm okay with Sillinger being on the wing. And uh, I think, I think he has done enough Jay to answer your question, the short winded way he has done enough, I think to earn a spot with this team. Yeah, I agree. I think he, he's definitely a future option for center, but we suddenly, we have suddenly gone from, oh, no, we have one and a half centers, to, oh, we have six NHL centers. Um, and I want to talk about Patrick Lyon uh, in a little bit, actually, and that whole top line, because uh, I am fully ready to reverse my thoughts on what we talked about last week in terms of should Patrick Lyon play at center. Um, but we'll talk about that in, in just a minute here uh, on Locked on Blue Jackets. I have got to tell you guys about eBay Motors because passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They've got 122 million parts for your one number one ride or die. You'll find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or you're going to get your money back because with eBay Motors, you are going to burn rubber, not cash. All the parts you want at the price, all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to US customers. Okay, I know I said that we we're going to talk about Patrick Lyonet, uh, but I want to talk about a couple of other guys first. This, one of the surprises of the preseason for me has been just how well David Severson and Ivan Provorov seem to have clicked, because I thought they both had excellent preseasons. Uh, David Severson had, I think, five assists in five games. Uh, Ivan Provorov was uh, just a possession monster. He was excellent. That could be a, That could be 
the difference maker in Blue Jackets games this season. And I'm genuinely surprised that they seem to have just clicked immediately because obviously both coming from different teams on a brand new team, the head coach has been switched up like randomly uh, a week before the preseason started. There's been a lot of upheaval for like these two guys specifically. Took a minute for them to get put together in these games. But once they did, like for my money, that should be not not necessarily the top pairing, because I think that's Zach Wierenski and whoever he plays with. But that second pairing is going to be a really underrated defense pairing for this team. And I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for other teams, which is a good problem for us to have if your second defense pairing is causing a lot of problems for other teams. But uh, I'm curious as to what your thoughts have been on um, on Proverson, as we uh, as we call them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Provorov has been really good addition for the Blue Jackets, and he 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 has a hard slap shot. Like his offensive game is really good. He's he's a big dude, but he doesn't seem that big on the ice because he just he's constantly in this. Re- he's in a really good stance. Like he just looks like a really good hockey player in terms of how he positions his body. And then even when he's in the defensive zone, like he gets physical with guys the way that you want your defenseman to get physical. So he is all around a really good defenseman and it'll be interesting to see once the season plays out, but like maybe he even would be like, he might be the best defenseman the Blue Jackets have aside from obviously Zach Wierenski, Mm -hmm. but Severson talking about him a little bit, the way that he quarterbacks the game from his breakout passes to when he's moving the puck around in the offensive zone, but especially his breakout passes are just phenomenal. He seems to have that connection with Fantilli just right away. And when Fantilli isn't getting blown up by a 16 year NHL vet, uh, he's really dangerous with his speed. So this team is, is built to win games in, uh, like five to four games, five to three games. Like they're built to score goals now. And I, I think it's awesome. And um, like I said, Provorov just adds that little bit of sandpaper too in the defensive zone that the Blue Jackets just have kind of been missing, I feel like, since like Seth Jones. So he's been a good addition. Uh, and yeah, I think we all kind of just manifested uh, Severson and Provorov playing together just because they are the two new guys. But that second line D pair is really solid and i think it's gonna help out either elvis or daniel tarasov when he gets in there and uh yeah the blue jackets blue jackets should be really excited about what they got uh on the defensive side of the ice for sure Mm -hmm. i will say and maybe it's just because i usually don't have my glasses on when i watch these games uh because it's late at night and i am in bed but uh i constantly look and because obviously wensky wears eight provarov wears nine there have been some instances where I am unable to tell which player is on the ice, uh, which I think is both a good thing and a bad thing. Um, but I didn't realize how similar their games were until I kind of started watching. So, like, if we have Warensky and, like, Warensky light, I guess, because I don't think Provorov has, has quite the same level of elite. Uh, that, again, is a really good sign, I think. And we've gone from being extremely weak on the left side to being extremely strong on the left side, which is uh, is a lot of fun. Um, we're going to finish up here with uh, some more Patrick Laine talk, um, because for my money, he was the best player in preseason for this team. He led the team in scoring. He was second in the league 
in scoring. I think only Jesper Brat of the Devils had more points than him in in preseason. Uh, he had, I think, eight. Uh, Line I had, I think, eight points in five games, um, which is good for any kind of stretch of time. But since moving to center, he, I believe, the Blue Jackets have not allowed a goal with him on the ice. Yeah, well, real quickly to talk about Saturday night's game, just because the Caps announcers brought up Patrick Laine and that trade that went down a couple seasons ago. And they said, like, this trade hasn't come to fruition for the Blue Jackets yet. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, what are you what are you talking about? Patrick Laine, like, that I was did exactly the same thing. They said something along the lines of and like, I think the announcers were like generally pretty good. Uh, they were not super homers, which you get sometimes with some teams, but they said something along the lines of Patrick Lana hasn't reached his offensive potential or something, or he hasn't been the offensive dynamo that the Blue Jackets were hoping yes. for. And I'm like, my guy, he was a he was over a point a game last season. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, what Patrick Lana have you been watching? But anyway. Yeah, I mean, to these guys' credit, like they're obviously the Capitals announcers. Mm-hmm. Like they don't watch the Blue Jackets, but it's just like, it just sucks that the outside perspective on what the Blue Jackets are doing is, oh, well, they haven't made the playoffs in a couple of years, so they're failing. No, Patrick Laine literally is – we traded him. We got Patrick Laine back for a disgruntled player that did not want to be in the city of Columbus anymore. So I think that's a huge win. Uh, again, they upgraded in the draft. They got they got rid of the number three pick from the 2016 draft and got the number two pick. And like you said, he's pointing. He was point a game last year, and he's now our top line center. And you just read the stats; he had eight points in five games. So I think it's looking pretty good. <laughs> and he's got a long career ahead of him. He's still got three more seasons on this contract. He's he's on with the Blue Jackets. So. I think Blue Jackets fans are pretty happy with what they got out of Patrick Laine. And, Jay, listen, we were both, I think, like pretty much for the idea of Patrick Laine exploring the center position. I don't think either of you, either of us, could have predicted that he was going to be like our top line center and going to have this good of a preseason. Um, It's been really fun to watch. And he's he's defensively responsible. Like, I – He's so like he's just a big guy. He's just a big guy. Like, and he's fast. He's got great handles. He's got great vision. And with Marchenko and Gaudreau on his wing, he's gonna dominate the NHL as long as he stays healthy, of course. That line is gonna be cash money mm-hmm. um, this season, I think. And it's it's been like I'm kind of frustrated about it because obviously it has pushed Fantilli down the lineup a little bit. Uh, and I was really on board with the fun the Fantilli line A connection. But I'm also not going to sit here and be like, I want to put Line back at wing because he has been so good at center, which like better than even like better than I expected by a significant margin. You know, I was like, yeah, this is a fun experiment. I don't know if he can ever be truly elite at center the way he is at wing, but I guess he just has decided to prove everyone wrong, which I love that. I think he's got a really great attitude. I think um, he has become one of a, one of the like leaders on this team, which is really great. Um, I am ready for a Patrick Line MVP caliber season. You know, I am ready for forty to fifty goals from Patrick Line this season, um, and I think he's ready for that as well. So I'm I'm excited for this contract that he's on right now to look like a severe underpay because I believe he's making seven and a half million for the next. Um, Actually, I can. I have the the cap friendly page open. I can, in fact, look at this. He's making eight point seven million for the next three seasons, 
I'm ready for that to look like a horrific underpay and to have to pay him a lot more money at the end of those three seasons. So that feels like it's going to be a really good problem to have. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of all we've got for today, I think. Uh, tomorrow, what we'll do is I think we'll try and figure out what the twenty uh, the twenty three man roster is going to be and what the twenty man opening night roster is going to be. Um, because that has to be set by, oh, it has to be set by 5 p.m. today, actually. So what we'll do instead is what we'll do tomorrow is we'll talk about what that roster is, what we like, what we don't like, potential line combinations, um, surprises, things like that. So that'll be tomorrow. Um, I forgot how, how time zones work. I was like, it's fine. It's, it's, it's Tuesday tomorrow. It's not Tuesday tomorrow. It is Tuesday tomorrow. I'm going to, this outro has gotten away from me immediately. Um, People love it though. So they I'm love it. Gonna, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna thank everyone for listening, for making this your first listen of the day. Uh, we super appreciate it. Um, I didn't plug the competition uh, earlier, which I meant to. Uh, email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com with a screenshot of you being subscribed to our YouTube channel, and you're going to be entered into a draw for uh, Blue Jackets tickets for the November second game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that competition closes at midnight on Thursday. So email us to get in on that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971 uh, on Twitter. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Thank you once again for making us your first listen or your first watch. Uh, we are, I think, 21 subscribers away from hitting 600. So if we could do that by opening night, that would be super rad. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with more Blue Jackets talk. And uh, until then, everyone, make sure you stay. Locked on.